Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Welcome to Full Access OK. I'm Skyler Cooper along with Steve Berg. Hello. From the KRMG Afternoon News every weekday, 4 to 6 p.m. on 1023 KRMG Tulsa's News and Talk. And of course, from right here on this podcast where we are happy that you are listening. This is uh, part two of our talk with Tulsa restaurateur, entrepreneur, and real estate developer, Elliot Nelson. If you haven't heard it yet, be sure to check out part one where we focused on the restaurant side of his business. But we quickly realized that we're going to need a whole second podcast just to talk about his real estate ventures. He's got a lot. Yeah, in some cases, they've been in the works for 20 years, like Santa Fe Square, which is the biggest by far. And then in some cases, they were just a quick fix to, as he will explain, cut down on the number of panhandlers around McNelly's. Yeah, Elliot is full of surprises, we found out, like when we asked him about one particular future career plan. Now back to McNelly's Pub at First in Elgin. Back for part two with McNelly's group owner, Elliot Nelson. And I, I got to throw in McNelly's group because as we learned last week, there's there's a lot to the portfolio now. And Elliot, we want to talk about the future now. And I'm just learning as we have this conversation that Santa Fe Square is something you wanted from the beginning. You said you were drawing those plans in 2004. So tell us, what is Santa Fe Square? Yeah, so Santa Fe Square is a mixed-use development downtown between First and Second Street, between Elgin and Greenwood. It's actually two full city blocks. It was the original Santa Fe rail yard. And so when I was building McNelly's, you know, I, I would always look out across the street and you see all this land. And you know, say, man, this is this is where we need to create what what I now will tell you is density, um, which is a word that wouldn't have even been in my vocabulary in terms of development in 20 years ago. But, um, you know, it was to me, I had spent a lot of time kind of traveling around and and knew that the urban neighborhoods that were really coming back and really doing well had mixed use development. So I was like, oh, we gotta have housing, we gotta have more retail, we gotta have more restaurants. And so, yeah, I had those plans drawn up. I, I think I got close actually to buying it right before the financial crisis in 2008. And then it kind of, everything fell apart. And uh, and then 2015, finally started really working on it again in earnest. Uh, bought the land in 2016 and then it took, I mean, it'll be done, fully done in 2024. So even when we really started working on it in earnest, it took, you know, eight or nine years to do. And uh, it's just a, it's a big project. I mean, it's the largest mixed use project anybody's ever done in the state um, in terms of, you know, it's got office, uh, retail, apartments, all in one, one thing. And so it's difficult to do, which I've now learned. But uh, hopefully it's really the anchor for this end of downtown. You know, I always worry, you know, you had the ballpark and the, and then the Guthrie Green and museums and things, the Arts District, which very much anchor it. You know, the BOK Center really anchors, obviously, the west side of downtown. And, and over here, we have a really nice collection of restaurants and other things, but but no real anchor. And I hope that that, that development kind of serves as that anchor for the east side of downtown. And I think people might be surprised, because they know you as the restaurant guy, about how many real estate ventures that you have. Tell us what else is on the list. I know there's an apartment building over at was it 7th Street? 
Yeah, so a lot of this has just been kind of, I don't know, happenstance over the years, right? So that building, this Coliseum Apartments, 7th and Elgin. It was a literal crack house. It was the number one called 911 address in the city of Tulsa. And I called David Sharp, who owns a lot of property down here, is my landlord some places, and said, man, we have to get rid of this building. Um, and not get rid of the building, but change its use. Um, most, at that point in time, that was probably, uh, was probably 2008 or nine. the majority of panhandling and, and real problems we had with panhandling in the neighborhood all originated at that building. People would go there and buy drugs, stumble down here, harass people for more money so they could go back and buy more drugs. So. Um, it was just a real nuisance for the neighborhood. So we figured out how to buy it, cleaned it up, and they did a full historic renovation project on it. It's 36 units. We sold that a couple of years ago. But yeah, at this point we've done, I think we've done 25 historic renovation projects, just different buildings around town. And a lot of it is stuff I learned from building McNally's the first time. I was here every day when we put this thing together. And so done a few buildings up and down 11th Street. You know, we helped Mother Road Market. We were just kind of a paid developing consultant on that, you know, helped put that deal together. The box yard, the edge apartments was a project I started that the American Residential Group came in and kind of took over and finished with, with me still on board. We're in the we're in the process right now of rebuilding the old Otasco warehouse in Cheyenne and Archer for 36 degrees north. It'll be 110,000 square foot historic renovation project. Obviously Santa Fe Square, we've got a couple of things on uh, project on Brookside we're in rezoning right now that we're working on. Um, the box yard, I mentioned that. You know, it's just a bunch of it's just been a bunch of stuff over the years, and a lot of it's been just trying to piece together this neighborhood, uh, make it better, but also finding the places in Tulsa we think they can be improved and trying to make them better. Do you think that Santa Fe Square would have worked or wouldn't have been possible when you first had that idea, or did it take this time of learning and developing everything else to get where you needed to be? Yeah, I think it took all this time. I think there was a version of it that could have worked, right? Like, the housing needs have been there a long time. I think the housing always probably could have could have happened but the office being over here i don't think happens maybe except for the last four or five years you know finally people started to to get their head around the idea like you know what officing around all these restaurants and bars is actually better for recruiting people and, and better for a quality of our life for our employees uh, the other day i was in here at happy hour hostels our lead tenant over there I was meeting with my attorney from all Estill, but there were two other tables in here having client meetings from all, you know, they, you said, oh, it's, it's working, right? But I think it took a long time for the kind of office market, that thinking to kind of shift. So yeah, it, but it, yeah, I wouldn't know what I was doing, right? Uh, so it's it's good I waited that long. I think maybe we could have done it five years earlier, but, but certainly not 20 years earlier. <laughs> so these days in 2023, do you think of yourself as a restaurant guy or a real estate guy? Uh, you know, it's funny. I, I've always kind of thought of myself as just an entrepreneur. For a long time, I was an entrepreneur that did restaurants, right? And and I did a lot of other stuff too. Now I think, you know, I look at what I do in the restaurants. I'm kind of, I developed the new restaurants for us. I mean, I guess it's all kind of development work at some point. But I don't know. I, I see my life as like one arc, right? Um, and so much of it at this point has just been dedicated to building things and creating things that I think make my hometown a better place to live. That's what I wake up every day trying to do. And 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 the restaurant side of that equation, is, it's not done. There's still things we think we need to add and build, but certainly not as glaring as it once was, right? We, we don't have that just huge dearth of, of places here. We're, we've filled it out pretty well, and now we can kind of fine-tune all those things. But... We still need tons of housing. We still need tons of new commercial development. I mean, if you're somebody who wants to open a new business and you need commercial space, there hasn't been a lot built in recent years. And so 
we really we have a lot of development that needs to take place especially i mean i don't know if you read the new housing study twelve thousand nine hundred units in the next 10 years is what they think we need just to that's just to keep pace if we don't like blow up and start growing right so that's going to take a lot and and so i i see that as kind of I don't know if you'd say my next calling, but maybe just kind of the next phase of this journey I'm on, which is, uh, you know, continuing to bring Tulsa into the 21st century and make it a place where people want to move to and want to live. And so, you know, now we need housing, right? We need new commercial development. Okay. Uh, 20 years ago, we needed a pub. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. The uh, office building over here for Santa Fe Square is, it's eye-catching. It's really pretty. There's a couple around downtown that are really new, and we are really... uh, Let's kind of speak for you, Steve, but I, I think you were both drawn to that look um, mm-hmm. where we have this dream that they're going to move our radio station down here. Maybe you can help us convince the ownership. Um, but the office building is really striking. It's big. You've kind of changed the skyline down here. I mean, that you're making your, you said you want to make your hometown better. You, yeah. It, yeah, it's kind of crazy. I mean, you know, there are days, if you drive down 3rd Street, like if you head west on 3rd Street into downtown, like the building sits like right in the middle of the view. It's kind of, it's kind of nuts, right? I mean, like, uh, yeah, um, it's cool. But yeah, the building, we're really proud of that building and had some great development partners on it too, just kind of bought into this idea that, you know, this could happen downtown. So we're fortunate the way it turned out. We started, I had dinner with the guy last night who was my development partner on it. When we started that project, we didn't even have a loan. Like we started construction without a loan. Just figured out a way to fund the first few months because Hall Estill signed a lease and we had a timeline. But it's just crazy, right? Uh, but we're like, man, we got to do it. We got to make it happen. So it's great to see it up and, and almost completely leased. We only have 2,500 square feet of office space left, which is nuts. It's 165,000 feet. Yeah, yeah. I realized it was that full. Yeah. You say it's due to open next year? Yeah, so next year. So the office finished in February of this year, and the apartments and the retail underneath the apartments will be done, it looks like, June or July of next year. And that'll be the you know completion of the whole project. So, yeah, I'm, and I'm excited about it. And then we'll, we're, we're building a... Italian restaurant that will open up under the public plaza we're building that'll face Second Street. So it's gonna be really nice kind of public space, lots of patio seating and other things. We'll have a handful of restaurants there that will all open up under that plaza and I think it's gonna be really cool. I, like I said, you know, it's the end of a 20 year project, right? Of On this corner. It's kind of crazy to think about. Are there gonna be spaces available or do you already know what's gonna be there? Uh, there's spaces available, yeah. Although we're talking to a bunch of people and we kind of piece together different uses, right? Even though it kind of goes against everything I've been doing for a long time, we think we need one or two national brands in there. There's still a lot of people that don't engage with downtown a lot because they're not comfortable with it. Some of that has to do with the the one-way streets. There were a lot of people off. They don't like being down here and driving on them. But some of it, too, just has to do with, like, there are a lot of people like going to Starbucks or like going to Chipotle, right? And and we don't have any of those brands down here. And ultimately, that hurts downtown as a neighborhood. So we're trying to figure out what we think those right brands are to engage, to put in there to attract people down here that maybe otherwise wouldn't come. Because then I think once they see it all and, and get comfortable, the, they'll notice there's a lot of really great stuff down here. And that, that was one of the things we saw with the ballpark, you know, that when the ballpark opened, it brought families down for the first time. You know, we'd done a really good job of getting adults down here, people that wanted to come down on weekends and have a drink, but that was the first time we got families down here. And now you see a lot more families throughout the week, not even when there's drillers games going on, just down here eating and other things. And, uh, but it took that to kind of get them there. And we think there may be some, some brands that need to be downtown that would help get some other people here too. This might seem like a silly question since 
you are just about to do the biggest mixed-use development in downtown, you might be thinking to yourself, give me a chance to catch my breath. But we always end these interviews by asking people about the future. So when it comes to real estate, and again, especially in real estate, you don't want to tip your hand about where you might want to locate because then the land costs go up. But what else do you have planned for the future that you can hint? Well, we, have, we have one right now that just went in for zoning. Uh, actually, we got zoning approval, but now it's going to go to city council for final approval. And, and I think it might be contentious. There are a few people who have decided they don't like what I want to do. And, and you know, it's, um, we, we had a bunch of neighborhood meetings. This is a project on Brookside. You know, we went in with a little bit taller building. We've not cut that back and limited it to four stories, which would be shorter than the one they just built on Cherry Street. We think it works. I mean, the... There are three-story buildings in the residential neighborhood, so one more story on the commercial corridor we don't think is outrageous. But, um, you know, the Brookside's the same way. There's been no new um, retail development, right? And so it's very hard for that street to keep growing and, and keep thriving um, when there's no new space to, for people to go into. And so it's not huge. It's the Bank of Oklahoma site. The bank wants to stay as a tenant. And then outside of the bank, I think there's another maybe 12,000 square feet or so retail space, which would probably be, you know, three or four tenants. And then I think as designed right now, we have like 58 residential units, which are high-end residential units. But again, like, this is one, it's going to be interesting to see what the city council does. We paid for a study, the city paid for it, that says we need almost 13,000 housing units in the next 10 years. And... We also have paid for all these comprehensive plans and all this other stuff that says we need to do higher density development along our heavily trafficked corridors, and we need to do development up to the curb. So, I mean, they just approved a drive-through further south down Peoria, which I don't think they should have. And then if they turn around and don't want us to do higher density residential development and the place a comprehensive plan calls for it, I, I don't know why we're doing all the work we do at the city. I mean, you know, there's a lot of confusing things to it. So I'm hopeful it'll get through. You know, I, I just think we have to continue infilling the city if we're going to achieve what we need to in the long term, right? You know, this is probably outside the real estate question, but our demographics as a city are very challenging. We are constantly aging. And as your population ages, that means less people buying washers and dryers or mattresses or all the big purchases that fuel all our sales tax, which then in turn fuels all our city services. You know, the city's funded entirely with sales tax. And so if we don't build the kind of development we need to keep attracting young people here and attracting people who are going to then raise families and do other things here and make all those big purchases that, that fuel the the economy and fuel the city's budget, we're in trouble. I mean, I think it's a, it's more of an existential question than just, do you want, you know, 58 housing units built on Peoria? It's a, you know, do you want the city of Tulsa to continue to thrive and grow and be successful? And it's a, a to me, a, it's a big one, right? So we're going to continue to look at projects like that. They're hard. They're really hard. I mean, we could go buy fields and develop them and nobody would care, but that's not interesting to me. And I don't think it adds as much to the fabric. So we have a couple other pieces under contract right now that are kind of on the south end of downtown, you know, outside the IDL. I think that's going to be an area you really see boom. David Sharp's bought a bunch of stuff over there, too. David and I have talked about it. He's he's great, and um, he's going to build some stuff. And so I think you'll see a lot of infill development there, which will fill in and, and really add to the population density, which will be great. It's close to the river, close to the lake we're building, you know, close to gathering place. It's where it should be. So, yeah, I'm optimistic about it, but we'll see. Uh, when are you going to declare your candidacy for Tulsa Mayor? <laughs> No, I'm not. Um, you know, I got meetings with the next couple of people who are running. I've actually, uh, I get asked that more than I care to admit. But, um, you know, I, um, my youngest 
child is in eighth grade or starting eighth grade next week. So I've kind of said, you know, I don't, I don't want to dip into that until the kids are gone. Because I, um, you know, friends with GT, the, the mayor in Oklahoma City is one of my best friends. He and I have been friends since we were high school. And, and uh, I see what his schedule's like. I talk to his wife about what his schedule is like. And uh, I just don't think I want to do it yet until the kids are gone. But, but it's certainly something I've thought about a lot. Um, we just got to see where the kind of political winds blow too. You know, I'm, uh, you know, I'm a moderate, right? That's not the best place to be these days, even for mayor. But. So let's. Uh, I just want to kind of close this on a, a broad view of downtown Tulsa. It was kind of a ghost town. You said you were like the what eighth, ninth, tenth restaurant down here, and you've seen the big anchors that brought everything downtown. And it's now like the place to be. It's the weekend things to do. That uh, I mean, I could name a number of hotspots around downtown. You said you've kind of reached what you think you want to do down here, but do you think downtown Tulsa has reached its potential? No, not at all. I, I think actually, I mean, and we're still looking at a bunch of real estate stuff down here. I think the next phase for downtown is really just lots and lots of residential development, right? And right now, I haven't seen the latest numbers. I think we're like 3,000 residents downtown, but a lot of those are in those Central Park Towers, which are at the far south end with no services around them. You know, I think that number needs to triple probably. I think we need to get close to 10,000 people down here because right now it's still really quiet at times, right? We still don't have that density and that vibrancy on the street that we need at times. Uh, and the only way you get there is by more people living down here. And so, you know, to me, the commercial nodes of downtown have been kind of set, right? The Arts District is set. This, you know, east side over here, Blue Dome, East Village is kind of set. I think back in the cathedral district and other places, it's hard. Um, but but I think that res, that's where residential development will happen. And I think you'll see some quieter commercial development down there, whereas you know, a lot of the late-night activity probably stays over here. But I think we have to continue to push to build housing down here to really make this kind of the epicenter for young people in the city. Because at that point then, I think you'll see more people return home after they go away to college or move here after they get out of OU or OSU or wherever. And we need to create that momentum amongst young people because that long-term is a thing that will fuel our city. Those are the people that will meet their spouse here and stay here and have their career here. And if we don't figure out how to do that, um, I think we're in trouble. And we're we're right now, I think, at a point where we're okay, right? Like, it's not like a doomsday, but but there are a lot of other cities outrunning us, and we need to catch up and, and, uh, and we can't compete. And so I think we're in the right direction, but there's a lot left to do. And I always say that to people, you know, the other people look at it like, man, this is incredible. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's good, but, man, we got – there's so much more left to do. So, Skyler, I guess it's possible that you and I will look back 10 or 15 years from now and say, hey, remember that time we interviewed Mayor Nelson for the podcast? <laughs> Certainly could be. Now, if he could revive 2004's Ghost Town version of downtown Tulsa, got to wonder what he could do in 2034. Stay tuned. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you have ideas for topics we should explore here on Full Access OK, you can email me, skyler.cooper at krmg.com. That's Skyler with an E. Or you can reach me at steve.berg, that's B-E-R-G, like an iceberg, at krmg.com. Make sure to like and subscribe and share this podcast. We appreciate you listening. This has been Full Access OK. need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. 
Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh. 